Hello and welcome to The Softer Side. I'm your life transitions coach, Shelly Carney. Let's design your life. The Softer Side with Shelly Carney and Toby Eunice offers life transitions coaching and interviews with coaches, consultants, and expert entrepreneurs. Join us in our live chat room during our YouTube live streams at thesofterside.live every Wednesday and Friday at 4 o'clock p.m. Mountain. Uh, today's topic you over. is called My Relationship Deal Breakers List. Uh, the reason I came up with this topic is because somebody emailed me and asked me about that. She said, what are your relationship deal breakers? And uh, she had been having a difficult week and she was kind of trying to figure out her own deal breakers and wanted to know what were mine. So I thought that's a really excellent topic. Let's talk about that on the show. And uh, I have this um, little meme for us. Relationships are like glass. Sometimes it's better to leave them broken than try to hurt yourself putting it back together. So once you've made a decision, stick with it, right? So um, let's get started. First, we're going to talk about challenging relationships. What makes a relationship challenging is our judgment about it. Perhaps uh, a lot of us who are parents of teenagers or who have been at one time parents of teenagers, we can relate to a challenging relationship because our teenagers seem to know all the buttons to push to get our goat, right? To get us irritated or um just wanting to, you know, throttle them or something. Uh, they seem to know all those buttons to push. They can be very challenging. But when we address our own thoughts and judgments about that relationship, we can turn that around. So ask our, we need to ask ourselves about our relationships and each one of our relationships. What are we thinking about it? Are we thinking something negative is it mostly positive? Is it 50-50? And then ask ourselves, why am I choosing to think this way about this relationship? That may be a surprise to some people. You might think, it's not a choice how I think about the relationship. It just is what it is. No, <laughs> because you make it what it is by what you think about it. Isn't that interesting? So here are some negative reactions that we might be having within a relationship or a partner might be having within a relationship. Uh, there could be indifference, pretending, avoidance, lying, and cheating. Uh, some relationships, there may be some shouting, controlling, and shaming behaviors. And in some relationships, there might be complying, pleasing, and seeking approval. All of these behaviors tend to be covering up the feelings of resentment, frustration, fear, and anger. So it's important to really look at what lies underneath. If your partner is being indifferent and doesn't seem to have really connect with you anymore. They just very surface level conversation and move on out of the house as quickly as possible in the mornings, uh, getting off to work and staying late and not really interested in spending a lot of time with you. 
that avoidance and that pretending that everything's fine, no, no big deal, uh, it could also lead to lying and cheating as well. Those could be covering up some some issues, right? Some feelings of resentment, frustration, fear, or anger. And we really need to have a conversation at that point to find out what's going on. Why are these things happening? Why are we feeling this way? What do you think of that? I think that's a good place to start. I think sometimes you need to take it into a neutral uh, party and have them resolve it. But I'm sure you're going to get to that, aren't you? Really? All right. mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, there, there. If it's at that point, sometimes mm-hmm. uh, the help of a professional, uh, a is third needed. party who is not involved and doesn't right. have any stake in the relationship, a- and who's smart enough to know not to allow you to get them involved. Yeah. Uh, because that's the first thing the person who's experiencing these kinds of feelings. Usually, you want to talk to a therapist or a counselor, somebody professional who mm-hmm. will keep your confidence. And not take sides. And if you go as a a couple, uh, they will almost immediately recommend uh, independent counseling, right? Not couples counseling. Uh, You may may insist on couples counseling, but you're much better off with the uh, independent counseling. And if your partner won't go, that does not mean that the relationship is doomed and you can't do anything to make it better. You can always do things to make it better. Also, if your partner doesn't go, that shouldn't mean that it should prevent you from going. That's right. So what is your responsibility? Your responsibility is to acknowledge and take ownership and control over your own thoughts and feelings. Uh, To say, well, he hurt my feelings when he said this, that, and the other thing. No, he said some things. You interpreted it in a way that caused you to feel unhappy and hurt. It's always your own thinking that creates your own feelings, and we need to take ownership of that. Uh, We need to decide how we want to behave and what results we want, and then act in a way that's going to create those results. And think the things that you know, that are going to produce those results. So if we want ultimately to have a loving, happy relationship, we need to think loving, happy thoughts about our partner. And we need to allow. We need to allow that I get to do whatever I want because I'm an adult and nobody can control me except me. Same goes for any other adult. So I'm not able to control my husband. And really, I don't want to. I don't want that responsibility of controlling another adult. That's it's too much work. And it's too frustrating. Just let them be who they are. Let them, you know, ha- um, have total responsibility over their own thoughts, feelings, and actions. And when we do that, we free them up to be adults. When we treat somebody like a child... They're going to behave like a child. They're going to behave irresponsibly and expect us to pick up the pieces for them. So we really want to allow other people to have responsibility for their own thoughts, feelings, and actions and just release all that. You you be you. And you don't have to leave a relationship to change how you feel because really you take your feelings with you anyway. If you want to change your feelings within the relationship, 
then you just need to work on your thoughts, you know, how you're interpreting things and then your feelings and then your actions follow along with that. Uh, the only other thing that I could recommend is that if you get to that point, if you're at the point where you feel like the relationship is dissolving for whatever reason, <clears throat> before you do anything, ask yourself why. Mm -hmm. And then ask yourself, what was your the contributing factor on your part? Right. Right. It, take that responsibility. Take the responsibility for what, what you did. And one of the mistakes I made in um, in my last, not my last relation, my last marriage, was not realizing the part that I had played in getting it to that point when I could have stopped it by just having a conversation and said, you know, what do you want me to do? Mm. Right. How do I need to behave to make sure that this doesn't go any further than it did? Mm. And I didn't do that. And uh, that was a mistake on my part. It was a long Were you experience. aware of the moment when that needed to happen? Uh, it, uh, when I became aware, I was so insensitive to it. When I became aware, it was too late. And uh, 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 I'll tell you, one of the most significant learning experiences uh, I had in my life was at the final, the final signing of the divorce. Mm -hmm. And um, we were trying to say, you know, gentle things so that we didn't get any angrier. And um, I said, what could I have done? And she said, if you had been half as good a husband as you were a father and a business owner, it would have survived. Okay. Yeah. And again, it takes two to tango. And she it does. could have had that yeah. conversation She could have had, that's well. right. That's right. But... Uh, I I can be very because if it was something that she'd wanted from you that she never expressed, yeah. then that's basically why can't you read my mind? Well, <laughs> there was points I remember uh, asking her, you know, using the sentient techniques, and yeah. she said, "No, you're 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 really good at this, and I'm not going to win. I'm just going to lose." And I realized then she had just made up her mind; she wasn't prepared to do that. Yeah, so. and it should never be a win or loser. No, it should no. always be both of you winning. And, and I'm not going to blame it on her. I I had my part. I, there, she had a oh sure, and I'm only hearing good, your side. Of yeah, it. exactly. She had a perfectly good set of good reasons to divorce me. Uh, uh, but I could have uh, acted earlier to prevent that from happening. And um, and it was a good learning experience. I mean, I'm sorry it ended up that way. As I said, we're friends now. Uh, we have daughters to raise, uh, grandchildren to... Do you think there was, looking back now, with the knowledge that you have now, of course you did the best you could at the time with the knowledge you had mm. then, but looking back now, what were some of the signs... Uh, that you should have, that you feel like you should have seen and responded to? It wasn't her fault. I behaved badly. It was my fault. Well, there and had I, to have been some, some acting out of, she probably was harboring some resentment, some anger, some fears, some of those feelings. Mm -hmm. How was that manifesting? Uh, kind of in that, uh, when you were going through the list of the various ways it uh, manifests itself, uh, that, that you'd kind of divide them into three subcategories. Mm -hmm. It was the first subcategory. Okay. The it avoidance. The avoidance. Everything's fine, pretending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the avoidance. As, yeah. Long as, as yeah. long as her allowance was in her account, everything everything's was... Everything's fine. Yeah, everything's fine. Yeah. And, and that's, then, that's how we operated, right? It, was yeah. a, it, was, it wasn't quite a financial relationship, 
But the agreement that I had to come to in order to get the, what I wanted was, all right, well, here, rather than me doing this, you take this mm-hmm. and you do mm-hmm. it. So as long as that was happening, uh, everything was fine. No, I don't have any problems. And So I would encourage all of us who are in these types of uh, couple relationships to make sure that when things are not really fine, that we speak up, that we say, you know, things aren't really fine. And I would like to have a conversation about that and then schedule that time. Give yourself an hour or two where you can just talk to each other face to face, schedule it, make sure you follow through with it. It's going to be uncomfortable, but discomfort is the way to success. It's the only way to success going through that discomfort, do it. Okay. It's worth it. And that two hour conversation can change your whole relationship. So, uh, uh, Violet has an interesting, uh, question that I think we should address before it let it get too far. And I just lost it. (laughs) Oh, when does it go from allowing to enabling? I feel like I was an enabler to my Ah, house. Enabling is taking part in it, right? Um, so say that a spouse wants to go out drinking after work um, and they have a drinking problem and allowing them to have that as long as they're fulfilling their part of, you know, being an adult, getting their work done, uh, not driving drunk, um, you know, doing all the things that they normally do if they're like a high functioning alcoholic, let's say, uh, you can deal with that by saying, you know, um, I think you have some problems here. I would like to see you get some help, but I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to fight with you about it. It isn't my problem. I'm also not going to buy alcohol for you. I'm not going to, um, give you money to buy alcohol. I'm not going to facilitate this problem. Um, i if you are not going to come through on your promises to me, here are the actions I'm going to take. So that would be a setting up of boundaries. And we're going to get into that a little bit more. That's just a kind of an extreme example, I think. Uh, so let's talk about boundaries. Boundaries are a way that we take care of uh, ourselves, protect ourselves, right? Um, they're not about ultimatums. They're not about you know, if you don't make me happy, I'm going to leave. No, it's if you don't follow through on this particular promise that you've made to me, then I'm going to do this thing. If you smoke in my car, I'm not going to let you be in my car anymore. You know, you set up things that you're going to follow through on. Boundaries are not created for other people. They're created for for us, to protect us, to take care of ourselves. So we need to set and enforce our boundaries and we need to do it when we're calm and thinking clearly. So if some things have happened that you are not happy with and they, and you do not want them to happen again, sit down, breathe through it, calm yourself. Once you can think logically, start writing down some notes. Here are my boundaries. I don't like it when this happens. And if this happens again, I'm going to do this. And when you have it all figured out and written down, and now it's out of your head and it's logical, and you don't have drama with it anymore, then you have that conversation with that person and you explain that there was a boundary violation. Inform them 
look, uh, this happened. I'm not good with it. So we'll make a really clear request with a stated consequence of what you will do if your boundary is crossed again. And I'm going to say again because usually it happens once before you bring it up. Because you wouldn't go tell uh, somebody who you love and who has never hit anybody in his life, you wouldn't go up to him and say, you know, if you ever hit me, I'm going to leave you. There's no reason to. He's never hit anybody in his life. It's not something you need to really discuss. But if there is something that he's done that you said, no, this is not cool, I need to have a conversation with this person and let him know, no, this is not good and I won't put up with it. And if it happens again, I'm going to what? So that's up to you uh, what the consequence might be. You don't need to go all the way to I'm going to leave you unless it's super serious, you know, uh, if it's just like, if you're not going to follow through on your promise to take out the garbage uh, twice a week, then I will what? Maybe I will uh, pay the teenager to do it, or I will f find something else to take the place of, you know, that's a small boundary. That's a small thing. But, uh, you know, I'm trying to give a kind of a range here. <laughs> so a box hound uh, has made a point I want you to address. Okay. He, he, in one case, he said, sometimes men have a problem being a man. And then he said, real men shouldn't ever make those mistakes. Capro, he was addressing something that Capro uh, said. And um, I, I think that's the point at which this whole thing becomes judgmental. Mm. You can be a real man and be abusive, and you can be not a real man and be abusive. And I don't think that should be the judgment consideration, whether you're a man or not. You're right. It's bad behavior to abuse your wife, for example. Uh, but uh, I know real men who not only abuse their wives, but abuse their children and had to have a, a shrink explain to them what was different about them. They never even got it. Um, and, I th and I think it's more than just making the judgment to their real men or not. I think that's the mistake we made because then we start judging them based on that as opposed to their actual behaviors. And it's the behaviors you have to focus on. Uh, instead of just uh, instead of generalizing, right? I think if you generalize like that, yeah. you lose sight of what's really happening, mm -hmm. because there's damaging and dangerous things happening, uh, and both classes, you know, both those classes of mm -hmm. personalities, uh, as as is true anytime you generalize like that. Yeah, so. yeah. You have to decide for yourself what are you going to put up with, what are you not going to put right. up with. In the case of physical abuse. I personally, if somebody physically abused me that I was living with, I would tell them, uh, this is unacceptable and you are moving out of the house. And when you've gone through a month's worth of counseling, then we'll talk about you being able to move back in. Um, that's something that I would, you know, suggest, uh, something in, of that nature rather than just immediately ending the relationship depends on the level of the relationship. If it's somebody you're dating and you're not that committed to them and they do something that you find unforgivable, you can end the relationship at that point. Um, or you can choose to use it as a learning experience, right? This is, this, 
person has come into my life to teach me some sort of a lesson. And maybe it's to learn how to deal with somebody who has that type of an issue in a logical manner. Uh, we just don't know until we get to that situation. It's, we shouldn't be judging other people's situations and we you know can only deal with what's going on in our own lives uh Cabrus says past deal breakers cheating degrading physical and emotional abuse seems so obvious now uh th those should not only be past deal breakers they should be future deal breakers um but now she says it's difficult when the deal breaker is distance in a strong good long distance relationship and it it doesn't necessarily have to be a deal breaker it's difficult uh, and it could become a deal breaker if it's allowed to become. But to me, the other things, you know, it, long distance in, in terms of uh, a long distance or the inability to maintain a long distance relationship could break a deal. But it's not in the same category as the ones that you mentioned uh, before. Long distance is just a decision. This is not a healthy relationship for either one of us. Or, or it's harder than a relationship should be. Having had long-distance relationships, it's just that there's a point at which it's hard, especially if you're both traveling. Um, it's just difficult, and it doesn't, you know, a relationship... It's a lot more work. A lot it, it's more a lot work. more work, but it, a relationship should be inspire you to be a better person, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And when all your focus is on the next flight... Uh, or the next hotel stay, or whatever it is, it's hard to make that turn that relationship into a better person. It turns into telephone calls if you're lucky, uh, non-telephone calls if you're not. Uh, thankfully, we have the internet with, and and a dozen different ways to network mm -hmm. with one another. Mm -hmm. But it it's not a, a um, what's the word that I'm? It's not just inspiring. It's um, growth growth inspiring right you should be changing as a result of a relationship you should become that that person not that that it's a responsibility mm -hmm. should want you to be a better person and you should want them to be a better person and that's really hard and to you do you should just be as supportive right in 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 their growth and that's what makes a long distance relationship so hard but yeah. if in addition as she suggested it's a you know, degrading, abusive, abusive, cheating, et cetera, et cetera, then that's a real easy decision there. Yeah. You know, it's, like she said, it's harder when it's long distance, but it doesn't have uh, any of those uh, any of those characteristics, any of those negative characteristics. Now, once you've set your boundary, it's important to always follow through on whatever you said your stated consequence was. So you want to be very logical and think ahead before you decide on your consequence that you're going to, uh, what action you're going to take if that boundary is crossed again. Uh, we don't want to say something in the heat of the moment that then we later regret and, and, and don't follow through on. Uh, this is like having a child, being in a relationship with a child as a parent, you always want to follow through on your boundaries and stated uh, consequences. Otherwise, the child continues to push those boundaries and get your goat, just like that teenager we talked about in the beginning. <laughs> that you want to throttle, but that would be abusive. Yeah. Yeah. So here are my deal breakers. Number one, physical abuse. Um... I've never had this happen to me, so I'm just saying if it did, I, you know, that would be a deal breaker. Um, criminal acts, again, I've never had this happen to me, but if somebody I was in a relationship with was perpetrating crimes and thought nothing of it, it, it was normal behavior for that person, uh, then 
that would be a, a deal breaker. Damaging and uncontrolled addiction. If somebody is ruining my life because of their addictions, then I have to leave. Um, constant victim behavior. This is a person who blames and shames everybody else for things that they've done. They don't take any personal responsibility for anything and they just blame everybody else. Uh, this is this is a mental attitude that needs to be fixed. <laughs> and By them. Yes. And they have to decide that they want a better life and that they, they need to fix their own thought processes to get out of that victim mentality. If they don't do that, I don't want to be around them. And then number five, continued boundary violations and disrespect. So after we've had the conversation, if you do this, I'm going to do that. And they continue to break those boundaries. And, you know, uh, if you smoke in the house, I'm going to, you know, ask you not to come over to my house anymore. And the, and they can, you know, this could be a family member um, who does things in your home that you've asked them not to do. And you could say, I'm not going to invite you over to my home anymore because I don't, you know, I've told you I don't like this behavior. And they continue to disrespect you. I would just like, okay, we're not, we're not having that. Uh, I'd like to add two things to that. Number mm -hmm. one, you're not responsible for ensuring they change these behaviors. That's not your job. It's their job to change these behaviors. The second thing is that there are relationships where, uh, both the, either the man or the woman, because there are people that have experienced women uh, who have had women in their lives that have had these experiences with them, and there's always some sense that you're responsible for fixing them, mm -hmm. and that's a really bad place to be. You're not responsible. If it's a man or a woman, you are not responsible for fixing them. They're responsible for fixing themselves. There's no law that requires you to fix them, uh, including the law of marriage. Um, that's why they have divorces, to protect your, <laughs> the one party from situations like this. And then uh, lastly, there's always a question, well, what do I do? How, where do I live? There's support mechanisms. There's lots of support mechanisms out there that will help you find a house, find a location. Oh, you're getting to that. Okay. Oh, no, that's right. All right. Uh, get to the, you, you, there, you've got to look for the support mechanism. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's not in your family. If, if it is in your family, so much the better. Um, but if it's not, then look for them uh, because there's lots of places to go where if you're willing to accept that position in life where you're taking help, and that's the hardest thing for any of us to do is to accept help from what are effectively strangers because you have to tell them why you're, why you're uh, looking for their help, and sometimes that's hard to do as well. Uh, but don't be embarrassed by it. Do it and uh, get yourself out of the situation and then give them the opportunity to fix themselves. And if they can't fix themselves, that's, that's their problem. Don't make it your problem. That's right. That's right. Uh, and I'm just kind of going into why I have these boundaries for physical abuse and crime. I feel that if I am allowing another person to physically or criminally hurt others or myself, then I'm guilty in aiding in their crime. I'm abetting and I don't want to be any part of abuse, which is a crime or any other crimes. So I'm distancing myself from that. And I choose peace of mind instead of drama. Here we have the drama llama. So harmful addictions, blame and shame and consistent disrespect will eat away at my self-esteem, security and peace, making happiness impossible to achieve. I do not 
want to constantly live in a state of drama. Uh, that is my choice, and I don't choose to live with drama. My husband and I are very calm, reliable, relaxed people, and we don't put up with a lot of drama uh, from from anybody. <laughs> it's a pretty drama-free house over there. Yeah, as were our families that we grew up in, mm-hmm. so that's how we are. Mm. Yeah. Never forget that walking away from something unhealthy is brave, even if you stumble a little on your way out the door. Um, But once you've made that decision, write about it. Write to yourself, here's why I made this decision and all the reasons. And then put that paper away. And then when you start missing that person and remembering all the good times we had, get that paper back out and remember why you made that decision. And then choose that same decision again. That's going to help you move forward with your life. Define your boundaries starting today. Get the support you need to love your life and find joy in all your relationships. You can get a free discovery coaching session with me by clicking on the link in the description box below and scheduling that. And we can dive a little more deeply into your personal relationships. You can call us now. Our number is 202-815-1171. And let us know what boundaries do you need to set and enforce. Yes, Vanna Mamunova. Yana. And the Facebook room. Yana is appreciating our topic. Thank you for being here, Yana. Russian name. Okay, so let's see. Did you open up the phone lines? Uh, they are open. Okay. Did you want oh, to go there? Maybe not. No, no. Wait, 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 wait. Oh. I'm not sure they are open because I said that earlier and because we called out. Okay, now they're open. Okay. Phone lines are open. And that number, again, is right here in the middle, 202-815-1171, if you'd like to give us a call. Uh, So what's going on in the chat room? Uh, Let me go backwards. Davio is in the chat room. Well, let me go back to the back and see who's in the uh, chat room. K-Pro's in early, Violet Mercury, Boxhound. Um, Lots of conversation with him, uh, with them, between them. Jeep Girl Jody's in the room. Lorraine, that's a new name. Uh, (coughs) Suggests marriage should be a partnership. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Cheap girl, Jody. My relationship deal breakers, cheating, cursing, when everything becomes difficult task, I learned the hard way, but it made me more thankful for what I have now, which is healthy and respectful. Yep. I don't put, I wouldn't, uh, it's real hard for me to say these things because my husband would, has never done these things and he never would. So <laughs> I have it pretty good. Right. And, I have been around people who are angry and they yell and, and I don't spend much time around them. I just, you know, I don't need to be around that. And, uh, I, I have choices. We all have choices. Here's the nice thing. There are so many amazing, wonderful, lovely, friendly, happy people out there that if you are not with one of them, you could be. (laughs) And I just like, why would you why would you choose to spend your life with somebody who is is you know so full of drama and hate and and anger when you don't have to um davio's in the room 
and uh, Moni618 is in the room. And <clears throat> Violet says, constant negative attitudes are hard to be around. They are. They're also changeable. And when we do the best that we can to set a good example of a positive attitude and uh, sort of ignore the negative attitude... <clears throat> It's sort of like um, when you reward a dog for good behavior and you ignore them when they're doing, you know, things you don't want them to do. You just say no and and, and you don't give them that loving attention. Um, people figure it out pretty quick. Oh, when I behave this way, you know, I get a lot of loving attention. And when I behave negatively, people don't want to be around me hmm it's very pavlovian isn't it it's, it's how people are wired uh caper says sometimes sometimes choices good for one person makes unintended consequences to your kids and others it's not simple sometimes no it's not simple uh, i don't think it's simple anytime <laughs> uh, because you can't have more than one person uh and make it simple uh, it's just right. the, the the additional of a single personality uh, it's going to make it complex. And then when you add even more personalities in the form of children, uh, it makes it progressively more. And each time, there's an, I don't think it's quite an order of magnitude, but it's probably logarithmic rather than uh, multiplicational uh, because it does get very well, sometimes complex. Sometimes you just need to separate out each relationship and look at each one individually and find out what's... What, is, what do I hope for this relationship? What do I want my results to be in this one relationship? And then see what you need to do to make that happen. And then keep them all separate. And then if you can make those things happen in each relationship, then they will all add up together. So uh, as I remember uh, this last uh, event, uh, uh, I got to the point where I realized that my spouse, being a survivor, was going to be perfectly okay and was going to be in a financial position where it was going to be okay. So what I focused on is making sure that we created as little damage for the children as was possible. And um, and I think that helped. It helped me because I could focus on it, but it helped them uh, because that led them to kind of normalize their lives, go on a, you know, finish high school, go to college, get married, have children. Um, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, I, I was worried that they were going to have a life that was a lot like, you know, mine, dynamic. And, and in one's case, it is. She travels a lot, but she's also smart enough uh, at this point not to get married, not to have children, because she, wanna get to that, she wants to get that under her belt first. So uh, they've all made good decisions, and I think part of what we did for them. And I'm not taking... Um, I'm not taking uh, what's, uh, credit for this by myself. Uh, Laura helped too. And I think the fact that we were able to reconcile uh, over the years, you know, show up at marriages with, when, and, and baby births, grandchildren births without screaming at each other, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I think that helped too. Because yeah. And Toby has the, the, the advantage of being able to look back and see the whole thing as one big picture rather than somebody like Christy who's right in the middle of it right now. Uh -huh. And every day can be painful uh, when you're right in the middle of it like that. And just kind of take a look at Toby's perspective and understand that this too shall pass. Relationships can come together. 
uh, children do grow up into successful adults and, um, you know, talk to your, talk to your future self, uh, take a look at yourself 10 years from now. Where, where do you think you can be? How far can you advance in your life and ask yourself advice from that vantage point? You know, what should I do now? How do I get to where I want to be? So uh, I was at lunch with my oldest daughter about a month ago. We went, we went for her birthday. We're going for my birthday kind of thing. And uh, we were talking about a variety of things. She, she had heard that interview that her son did, that my grandson uh, Griffin did about Vietnam and wanted to know more about it. But we started talking about uh, my relationship with uh, Laura, mm-hmm. my, my ex. And, um, and she said, uh, is that one of the elements that has prevented you from getting married again? And I said no, and I was kind of surprised she asked, mm-hmm. because I think somehow in her mind she was she was like that marriage was so bad, you'll never <laughs> get married again, and it really wasn't. Uh, yeah. It was a good marriage, except for again my bad behaviors, uh, and um, that didn't involve abuse and didn't involve either verbal or physical or abuse or anything like that. Uh, but it wasn't it it wasn't the kind of marriage that was so bad. I I said I'm not getting married again. Uh, I was just, you know, I was still busy with work and it was easier to be single and get back to the girls uh, than it was to be married and get back to the girls. And after about, you know, let's see, it was probably by 2014, which was 10 years, I was just so accustomed to being single. Well, and you're not a needy person. No. There are a lot of people out there who would get a divorce and within a year they would be with somebody else because they just don't know how to be alone. But you were never a person who couldn't be alone. Mm -mm. Uh, And I'm not, I mean. I I, mean, even though you're an extrovert and you (coughs) like to be around people, you would always find a way to do that without having to get back into a marital relationship. Agreed. And that's the point that I was trying to make. It doesn't have to be uh, the reason that you're single after that many years uh, is not because you had a bad marriage or a bad divorce. It's just because that's the way it happened, you know. And and now I really kind of revel in my freedom, independence, and not having to be the girls or the children are all grown and on their own. So it gives you a lot of time, mm-hmm. even though you are older than crap. <laughs> you're not older than crap. <laughs> So, uh, Rafael Perla says, can I find a new girlfriend? Yes, you can. Of course. Rafael, you have to look. Uh, wait, are you married? Wait, 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 wait. Oh, he want, uh, no, he has criteria. She has to be a new girlfriend with a treasure finder mind. Okay. That might be a little bit tougher. Make sure that you're not already married. That's, that's, that was a, <laughs> that was a caveat there. But, uh. Can you find a new girlfriend with a treasure hunter mind, treasure finder mind? Well, absolutely. Um, you know, there's uh, all kinds of places online where you can meet up with people and, and have conversations and get to know each other. And Other people have done it, so I know you can too. So I'm not going to say this, but I want you to tell me what this strategy is right there because I don't get it. So one... Two, uh, there's several comments, right? Uh-huh. What's that strategy? I don't... I don't know. Hmm. 
his <laughs> strategy? Is know. there a strategy involved? I, well, I don't know if there is. Uh, joint hobbies are a good thing, says K-Pro. Joint hobbies are a good thing, yes. But don't expect it. If you are really excited about sand and your uh, significant <laughs> and your other has are... no interest in it, Go do sand and let yeah. your significant other go do their hobby and then meet up afterwards and have a conversation about it. And that uh, works too because then you have stuff to talk about. Even if their alternative hobby is uh, construction. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think we're ready to do our giveaway. Davio says, Climber girlfriends were great. Yeah. It's good to have things in common that you enjoy. Well, and Maybe find a new thing together. Uh, Kevin and I tried rafting together. We really enjoyed it a lot. Mm -hmm. And we'll probably do it more when we have more vacation time coming yeah. up in the future. Um, climber girlfriends are great, especially because you have to, you have to trust them. Oh, right? absolutely. Yeah. They yeah. need to be trustable, though. Yeah. You need to test out their knowledge before right. you go ahead and jump off the side of a cliff and say, go ahead and catch me. But So while I'm reading the last of these, this would be a good time if you haven't already to go make a comment on last Wednesday's February 12th show, because we're going to use that to give on away YouTube, this yeah. pendant, right? We're going to use the uh, YouTube comments from see. last Wednesday's uh, show to pick a winner. <laughs> Swami says, my wife watches Hallmark. I watch you guys. Um, That's let me okay. see. Violet says, my ex hated camping, and I think that has been a bit of a deal breaker. But instead of forcing him, I just started taking my boys camping by ourselves. Yeah. It, and it could be anything. It could be anything that isn't uh, of common interest. Um, but don't and, let it be an excuse. Right. No, I think that's it. Don't say, well, he wouldn't do this with me, so I'm going to leave him. Capro uh, says, <laughs> says, Swami, I watch AGK and my guy plays video games. We do separate things too. I think that's important. Yeah, you need your own time. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So, continuing the story at first, uh, it was hard to get over him not going with us, but now I appreciate that I didn't let that stop me from doing it that's because right. now I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. yeah. And one day you'll meet uh, someone who's just as interested and committed to it. and committed to enjoying it as uh, as you are but i never uh, m you know my favorite things outdoor things included fly fishing and um and every once in a while they'd go with me and that was you know once a year like okay that's smelly and dirty and i'm not gonna do that anymore yeah um but by the same token uh all my daughters and my wife and my daughters were beach the, they loved the beach and up until recently, I hated the beach. I mean, I just <laughs> it just was a way, as far as I was concerned, to destroy expensive cameras, and um, and so we we took separate vacations. They'd go to the beach for a couple of weeks. They'd come back, and I would take them all to Disneyland. You know, just to because my favorite thing was pretty much to watch them have a good time. But that whole beach as thing, as long as there was no sand involved, as long as there was, <laughs> yeah, as long as we didn't get any close to the sand. And then we go to or Orlando, and the first thing they wanted to do was head you know, either east or west to the nearest beach, whether it's Clearwater or huh. uh, Daytona. So I would do the driving, and then I'd go find a place to find a, get a sandwich. Okay. Sandwich? A sandwich, yeah. Sandwich, sandwich is there. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> That's why you go to the beach. Yeah. For all the okay, sandwiches. Okay, uh, I am going to, uh, let me turn the phone off before we do anything else. All righty. 
And um, we do want to know our boundaries. And all you could do is ask sometimes, you know, how would you feel if I did this or, you know, I'd be fine with it. Go ahead. <laughs> Has Kevin ever done that? Done what? Come up and asked how, how would you feel if I did this? Yeah, of course. Like what? Give me an example. Oh, you know, when he was looking at joining the negotiating committee. Oh, oh, so business-related things, not... Uh, yeah, well, there's other things, too. Yeah. But, you know, and there's things that I asked him about, you know, mm -hmm. what about this? and Networking. Different things. So it's something that warrants a conversation, and everybody gets to have their say and talk about how they feel about it, get it all out in the open. And then make the decisions. So, well, for all the times that the three of us have traveled together, the thing that I remember most about him is he's very easy. He's open to anything, you know. And if he's not open to it, he says so. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, and that's a great place to be um, because he makes me laugh. He's so damn funny. He is just as funny as a comedian. Ah, oh, yeah. He makes me laugh so hard sometimes that I have to pull over pull off the road because I'm laughing so hard I can't see. I think you just tell everybody, stop making me laugh. I gotta drive. Well, thanks everybody for being here, for joining in on this conversation. I know it's kind of a difficult topic and I hope that it was um, helpful to you as well as uh, maybe a little bit enlightening and, uh, you know, eye-opening. I don't know. <laughs> Join us again on Friday for more of The Softer Side and... Thanks for being here for The Softer Side. I am your Life Transitions Coach, Shelly Carney. Thank you for listening to The Softer Side Podcast with Life Coaches Shelly Carney and Toby Eunice. Schedule coaching or interviews with us by email at thesofterside.info at gmail.com and get your free Life by Design tips, downloads, and mini courses by visiting our member vault at e. <laughs>